listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply, from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes, by way the curbs and streets we design. City Engineering touches your life in so many ways, explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Anyone who is riding, driving, or commuting in some form in the city of Madison, yes, you'll be impacted by this new strategy, Vision Zero. Have you heard of it? If you haven't, you're likely to hear sooner than later because chances are you're already impacted and you may not even know it, but don't worry, it's just for your safety. My name is Hannah Molinitsky. I'm the City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer, and here to explain why the city of Madison is on board with Vision Zero and the changes it will have to everyone in City of Madison Transportation is the Department Director Tom Lynch and Engineering Division Principal Engineer Jim Wolf. Thank you both for being here. Ah, nice to be here. Thanks, Hannah. Yeah, let's talk Vision Zero, all things. So, but before we jump into it, so let's start by sharing with our listeners what you do for the city and how it relates to Vision Zero. Tom, you can start us off. Yeah, I'm the director for the Department of Transportation, which runs traffic engineering, uh, the parking utility, as well as uh, Metro Transit. And so uh, you think about all the things on the road, you know, we kind of oversee a lot of that. Impacts a lot of people. It does. And um, actually, we started investigating Vision Zero in about 2019. What we did is we compared uh, the number of homicides and assaults that occurred over a five-year period in, uh, in Madison versus the number of traffic deaths and serious injuries. And they were, they were the same, essentially. Mm. And, and we spent a lot of time and our focus thinking about how safe is a neighborhood, you know, or is there crime there? But we don't place the same emphasis on how safe are our roadways. You know, and you, you think about it, uh, last year there were 14 traffic deaths, okay? And so that, that seems like a, a statistics, but really what it is is those are fathers, those are mothers, those are kids, those are families that you know, no longer are whole. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we can place as much of a focus on traffic safety as we do uh, on other areas of, uh, of personal safety, such as crime and, and crime prevention and really make a, a measurable difference in families and lives. This is a huge way of looking at a new way of looking at safety in the city of Madison, a much more human perspective. Jim, can you share what you do and then also uh, how it relates to Vision Zero as well? Certainly. Uh, so I've been with the Madison Engineering Division for 14 years now, and our group has been you know, working a lot with Tom's group on constructing, designing, maintaining our roadways across the city. Um, primarily, my job has been working on our major reconstruction projects and things. So if you've seen a lot of construction downtown, <laughs> typically I've been involved in some way. Um, so like Tom was mentioning that this is a really high priority for the city overall, that safety and kind of this collaborative effort with Vision Zero is really important. Um, and we're really excited to continue moving forward with it. So what you both do ties in directly. I mean, t Tom, you're talking about, you know, you're managing all of these different departments and or divisions, one department, multiple divisions at the city. And then Jim, you're talking about the actual, you know, the application of this, you know, making sure that everything is in line. You know, when you see a road ripped up, that is engineering. So just so that the listener knows exactly what the 
kind of the the way that work is kind of split up at the city because sometimes it can be a little convoluted and, and very messy for somebody who doesn't eat breathe and you know sleep city of madison so i like to lay that out uh vision zero i was doing a little bit of research and outside of our city website um so vision zero it sounds like um it's it's a strategy to eliminate all traffic fatalities and severe injuries while increasing safe healthy equitable mobility for all um, on its website it says that it was actually first implemented in sweden in the 1900s 1990s rather that's a big difference uh and successful across europe now gaining momentum in america so i guess can you share why madison um actually a lot of the, our peer cities cities that we um, perhaps see they are struggling with similar problems that we are are enacting it so a good example is Minneapolis. Minneapolis has been very progressive, let's say, in their bike facility installation or whatever, and they've started to embrace uh, Vision Zero. Uh, look at San Francisco, New York. Um, and so it's, it's really changing the paradigm. I'm going to say for decades. I'm going to say for the last, you know, since the 1950s, uh, a lot of transportation engineering has been about traffic efficiency. How do we move people through things? But... Um, you know, traffic efficiency isn't necessarily traffic or people safety, you know, and um, <clears throat> maybe we can get someone down East Washington 47 seconds faster. But if, if we lose two lives over three years because um, people can save that 47 seconds, is it really worth it? You know, so we're changing kind of the way our, our priorities, our, you know, the paradigm. What are our priorities? And I think we can move people efficiently but we can we can look at safety a little bit harder and you know and, and preserve families i'm just gonna say why why is that important to approach it like that you know i think when people think transportation or designing or roads or really you know riding the bus or walking biking you know why is it really important for our residents or anybody in our community to know that we're approaching this from a human perspective like you mentioned I think we don't realize the impact that traffic fatalities have until you know someone who has been imp impacted by it. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's a big deal. My, uh, my, f my son went to East High School, and he had a, a friend who, three years ago, was on a bike at um, East Washington and First Street. He was making a left turn, and he got, he got hit by a car. And right now there's a ghost bike. You know what those ghost bikes are. They're white painted bikes. It's been there for about three or four years. My wife was actually at the intersection when he got killed. And that family will never be the same. You know, that family will never be the same. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at uh, County AB and Highway 12, right? Uh, just two years ago, um, very dangerous intersection. And uh, two years ago, uh, a city of Madison engineering employee just got killed there. And that family will be, never be the same. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, we all, we all fill our lives, right? So we're always in a rush, right? And so when we're on East Washington, we think, I have to get, you know, I have to get where I'm going. Um, but we really don't. You know, the, the 30 seconds, the 47 seconds that we save by going a little bit faster isn't worth the cost that, you know, to people's lives. And so. Yeah. And transportation is such an integral part of everybody's day almost at least pre-covid everybody was moving about trying to get to and from work to and from school that making sure 
people can do that and have the confidence to do that, that they'll be safe while they're just going about their daily lives. So when you're designing and you're looking at or looking at other plans or, or from that perspective, Jim, um, can you kind of share why or how you approach it from a human perspective? Um, because we're not just, you know, putting streets together or designs together or overseeing plans or, or anything like that um, from a purely a use perspective. There's a much bigger picture holistic approach, I, I imagine, is necessary based on what Tom is just saying as well, because it does impact people. How do you approach that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we're looking at a project, we consider... You know, we can count the number of people, the number of cars that are going through there on a daily basis. But we really have to think about these are people that are trying to live their lives, earn a living, maybe go to entertainment destinations. And we really have to think about how that impacts what they're trying to do on a daily, on a daily basis. You know, when we're looking at downtown in particular, that there's always events going on. There's farmers markets on the weekends that people like to be able to bike and walk to those, and it's an enjoyable thing for them to do. So they shouldn't have to be risking things just to enjoy things on a daily basis. Um, so in Madison in particular, we're really trying to promote more active modes of transportation, so biking and walking. Um, but those people, when they're using the roadway, are more vulnerable than car users. They don't have that big hunk of metal protecting them. And so that's really becoming part of the focus under Vision Zero now, too. How does it change? How does it change with Vision Zero from what you're doing? A lot of it is going to be more collaborative, that it's not just engineering anymore. It's not just engineering and traffic engineering, that we are working more with other departments and considering how this impacts um, both engineering, construction and maintenance, operations with traffic engineering, uh, metro, our streets division, fleet services, and all the city vehicles that are using the street, that transportation really affects everyone. And with Vision Zero, we're taking that into consideration. It's going to be more collaborative, and we really are putting a big focus on protecting those more vulnerable users. Yeah, and I, would, I want to thank you also, Tom, for sharing your personal tie to all of this as well. Um, what are the big changes, I guess, um, that residents will see most immediately. And we're already seeing some speed limit changes. Those are the most obvious, right, you know, right in our face a little bit. You know, okay, you're going down East Washington, you're going to take it a lot slower. Um, there are a couple other areas. Um, I guess, what else will we be seeing as an impact of Vision Zero from a use and residential standpoint? Yeah, I want to say that Vision Zero does focus on speed. And it focuses on low-cost measures to get traffic to go small, uh, slower. Um, one reason why there's such a big emphasis on speed is because, um, i just give you an example. <clears throat> uh, a vehicle traveling 20 miles an hour hits a pedestrian. Only one in 10 pedestrians would, would die if they were hit by a vehicle at 20 miles an hour. Uh, you rise that to 30 miles an hour, all then five pedestrians out of 10 would die. And then you raise that to 40 miles an hour, then it's nine out of 10 pedestrians that would die. So it's, it's huge. You know, if you were hit at a slower speed, you have a much greater chance of um, surviving. So you look at some of the speed limits in our neighborhoods. Like, for instance, Milwaukee Street was 35 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's 
that has houses on both sides, kids crossing, mm -hmm. you know, and essentially, you know, you know, seven or nine out of ten people, if they were hit on Milwaukee Street at those speeds, would die, you know, and so, and that's, Milwaukee Street's kind of like a neighborhood street, you know, mm -hmm. uh, similar things, you know, for, uh, you could say John Nolan Drive, you know, or Mill Point Road, uh, some streets just don't need to be as fast as they are. Now, just because we um, change the speed limit sign doesn't mean <laughs> that, you know, all of a sudden everyone goes slower. Uh, oftentimes we have to do physical changes to the road so that people feel like they want to go slower. Um, just recently on Packers Avenue, um, the Packers Avenue <coughs> north of uh, Northport had a resurfacing job, and they uh, restriped it, and they made the, the lanes narrower. Um, I think they put in a, a two-way left turn lane, and um, they did before and after speeds. And the before and after speeds, traffic traveled about five to six miles slower in the after condition with the narrower lanes. Mm. Just paint. This is just paint and science mm -hmm. than before. And so you think about that five or six miles an hour, that's, that's big. That increases the chances that someone who is hit will, be, will survive. You know? And so those are the types of changes relatively low cost but have high impact on, um, on the safety of, of cyclists and pedestrians. I think you, you kind of hit on one of my questions I was going to ask is really does the five miles per hour difference really make a, make a difference? Does that change really matter? I mean from a, from a driving perspective for example five miles it's, it's slower but it's not that much of a difference but it really from a speed perspective, but from a human perspective, it makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of our uh, roadways, the speed limits was developed or, or um, you know, in the days when we were thinking about traffic efficiency, right? Uh, East Washington Avenue, I think it was at 35 miles an hour in the, the Near East Corridor back when uh, it was all car dealers, right? It was an auto-dominated with, a, I believe, Don Miller was there, I think. You know, it was just, well, now there's um, multiple, multiple high-rises with dwelling units. It's more pedestrian. You know, there's no real reason why that section of East Washington Avenue should be 35 miles an hour anymore. It's not an auto-dominated corridor. It's a people corridor. Sure. And so that's an example where it was appropriate to lower the speed limit. And then, Jim, is it that much, is it that hard to, when it comes to changing up the way we, we put these streets together when we're reconfiguring or resurfacing or redrawing or striping um, or painting them, is it that much more work to do it this way? It's really not. Okay. And, you know, if we're already scheduling a project and we're also, with Vision Zero, we've kind of built out a high injury network map where we can factor that in when we're prioritizing projects too and if we're already out there doing a project factoring in some of these things that Tom mentioned narrower lanes um, and other kind of traffic calming elements that are physical elements in the roadway we're going to be replaced anyway with a project it's really not much more work to factor that in and it can make a big difference so what I'm hearing is it's better for our community from a human perspective, and it's really not hard to do, so why don't we do it? <laughs> so that's why we're doing Vision Zero, yeah. because it, it's definitely possible. If there are other municipalities listening to this podcast episode and they're not on Vision Zero, you know, that train yet, um, maybe they should consider doing so, because it, it, it really is not that hard, um, and it has huge benefits. 
Uh, how has the vision for safety changed over the years? I guess, you know, Jim, you can reflect on, you know, how long you've been doing, you know, designing and, and overseeing those designs and working with other engineers. I guess, how has it changed for you also, Tom? And I don't know who wants to go first, but how has the vision of safety changed? Uh, I'll start. Um, <laughs> so safety has always been a consideration ever since we've been here. We have taken a historic look at crash reports and focused on intersection improvements where we've known there have been safety issues. Um, but really, in the past 10 years or so, Madison has, has put a big focus on trying to get more people out walking and biking and using some alternative modes of transportation. And now it's getting really important to protect those people out there too. So as we're promoting different types of transportation, we want to make sure we're providing them the elements to do that safe, safely. Um, I'll throw a quick number out that I brought along that kind of under Vision Zero can nationwide pedestrians are include bicyclists and pedestrians are included about 4% of crashes, but they make up 27% of the serious injuries and fatalities. So hmm. there really is kind of a disproportionate effect on bicyclists and pedestrians. If we want more people out there doing it, we should be protecting them whenever we can. Absolutely. Tom, how has the vision for safety changed over the years? I think there's more of a, a focus on understanding that uh, mistakes are going to happen, right? So, and how do we make our roadways more forgiving, you know? Uh, and so the idea is not so much um, how do we prevent the mistake, but now the focus is on when the mistake happens, how do we keep someone from getting killed? Do you, you see what I'm saying? So I think uh, just 10 years ago, people would say, well, how do we eliminate crashes? Well. You know, if I get in a crash, or I, I have four kids and they, they get in crashes, you know, <laughs> you know, it's you know it's a five thousand dollar repair bill, but if someone gets killed, you know, you know that that's a wound that goes for years, you know, decades. And so, um, I think the focus is instead of preventing crashes, uh, maybe we're saying crashes are going to happen, but how do we prevent injuries and deaths when they do happen? Mm, yeah, absolutely. And we're seeing that on with the first kind of wave of this, of the speed limit reductions and the big impacts and benefits that we're seeing, like we mentioned earlier. As we're wrapping up here, a couple of little things to note. We have seen lower speed limits on East Washington, uh, Milwaukee Street, Gammon Road, McKenna Boulevard, Prairie Road, um, even going from 35 to 30 miles per hour. So just wanted to share that with the viewers or listeners, I should say. Um, other than, you know, the speed reductions, anything else that people will see most immediately? Anything else that they will physically see or notice when they're traveling around the city? I think uh, speed limits, but then also I, I think there will be better lane designations, perhaps signals. For instance, we are getting a safety project that will help with the signals at, at Gammon and Watts. Um, we're partnering with the DOT, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation, to put in an interchange at the County AB US 1218 intersection. So while that's technically not part of our Vision Zero effort, um, that was the second most dangerous intersection in the city, you know, and so that will make a huge impact. So there will be um, measurable infrastructure changes, you know, that they will see, but the focus on Vision Zero, I'm going to say internationally, is the how much can you get done uh, in a cost-effective manner? 
you know. And so, and uh, signs and paint are, are pretty inexpensive. Absolutely. Uh, last question here, and you can throw in whatever you'd like to mention if I didn't get a chance to ask you. Um, Jim, I will have you start future of transportation that you're seeing here at the city. What are you hopeful for? What are you seeing? What are you thinking? And anything else you want to add that I didn't get a chance to ask you? Sure. Um, I think I hit on a lot of it, that we really are trying to get more people out walking and biking. Um, Tom's leading up an initiative for bus rapid transit to help improve the transit uh, access in the city and kind of provide good corridors and access along transit to really help move more people. The city's growing, it's densifying. We need to take that into consideration when we're looking at how we move people from place to place. Um, you'll probably see more speed reduction elements, uh, like Tom had mentioned. Um, we do like to install these rectangular rapid flashing beacons. So those kind of flashing lights that go off all over the place when a pedestrian hits a button. So there's gonna be more of those types of elements coming. Awesome. Tom, future of transportation in the city of Madison. What are you thinking, seeing, and anything else you want to mention about Vision Zero that I didn't get a chance to ask you? Yeah, as Jim mentioned, you know, we are growing. And because we uh, have our city on an isthmus, we can't rely on single occupancy vehicles to meet all of our transportation needs. And so we have to do it in a different way. Uh, we do, we have high... Um, commute percentages for cyclists, bike, and uh, transit, you know, pre-COVID, you know, COVID is changing everything. But we want to grow those uh, because we can't, we can't add another lane to East Washington Avenue. You know, we can't add another lane to John Nolan Drive. So we have to meet the transportation demand uh, in other ways. And I'm just going to say um, cities that are just ahead of us, you know, a little bit bigger than us, where we're going, have had to do that. You know, they've had to invest in their transit systems. They had to invest in their bike networks to meet the, the transportation needs that the city uh, had. So. Thank you both. Thank you both. There will be much more of Vision Zero coming down the tube, down the line as we move forward. Is there a timeline on Vision Zero or is this an evergreen sort of thing that we are always going to have on the forefront? I don't know if there's a time. Which, uh, every Vision Zero city is supposed to develop an action plan uh, to eliminate f fatalities. And we've chosen a 10-year action plan. Um, or we, we are shooting for 2030, and our action plan will. We're still in the process of developing it, but there is a little bit of a timeline. You, you have to have a goal, but you also have to have a deadline, right? Right, so. yeah. <laughs> then things get done. Yes. And hopefully this will just be kind of a mentality that, that carries forward, that even if we do reach that goal in 10 years, we don't. We made it, we're done. We don't want that to happen either. So hopefully that'll kind of continue through and, and be that evergreen sort of thing that you've mentioned, Hannah. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have any information or questions about Vision Zero, we have information all over the city website. Uh, thank you both for being here and taking part in this conversation. Very important as we move forward with transportation needs in our city. If you have an idea you want us to discuss or dissect or share more information about on this podcast, please send us a message on the City of Madison Engineering Facebook page because we are here for you every day in engineering.